0: Well, I found out um, this last week that Pastor uh, Sheldon at Assembly of God is also uh, doing a series on the Holy Spirit. So um, I'm sure we're, um, I don't know what that says, but maybe God wants to say something to our community about the Holy Spirit and speak to us about that. Um, I'm sure that he will have different things to say than I have to say, but. um, God is at work in that whole theme, and so uh, this morning he's a little further into his series. Um, But I'm uh, wanting to share with you about the Holy Spirit. This is the second message I've given now on that. And I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament and his role there, as opposed to just the New Testament. And uh, that is where we spend a lot of our time as Christians when we think about the Holy Spirit. But I want to talk to you this morning about the Old Testament. Because uh, while the the Holy Spirit is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and um, He is the same Holy Spirit in the Old Testament that He is in the New Testament, He operated in a different manner and in a different way than He does in New Testament times. And yet... There are a great deal of things that you and I can learn about the Holy Spirit from what he did in the Old Testament in terms of what he wants to do as he lives in us. One of the distinct differences between the Old Testament and the New Testament is this, that the Holy Spirit came upon people and dwelt among people in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, When we come to know Christ as Savior, he comes in and he dwells in us. We become the temple of the Holy Spirit and he dwells in us. But the same things that that the Holy Spirit did in the Old Testament, dwelling among people and coming upon people, those same kind of things are the same things that the Holy Spirit wants to do dwelling in us today so i'm going to walk through a lot of different scriptures today but i want you to be thinking this morning about the role of the holy spirit in your life as we look at these old testament scriptures and see what the holy spirit did in the old testament now one of the first things the holy spirit did in the old testament um, was that he gave special gifts to particular people for a particular season. And that's quite often the way the Holy Spirit did. When as, as Christians, the Holy Spirit dwells in us and he doesn't come and go. He's always there. We may not always sense it. We may not always be all that aware, but he's in us and he's in there to stay. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come upon people and he would come upon them for a particular season or for a particular purpose or for this or that or something else. And and he would come upon particular people during that time. And I want to walk through some of those. You remember Joseph and he's serving Pharaoh and, and, and Joseph has just had this Revelation this dream and and he's told the Pharaoh about how they're going to have seven years of, of plenty and then there's going to be seven years of famine and the Pharaoh says at that time he says can we find anyone like this man one in whom is the spirit of God who can administrate all of this plenty and then the famine. Can you imagine being Pharaoh of Egypt and and knowing that you're going to have so much surplus grain and what are you going to do with it? (laughs) How are you going to keep it and then make sure that you've got it enough stored up and that you distribute it in such a way that it lasts for seven years of famine? And Pharaoh recognized that there was only one man in the whole kingdom of Egypt in whom God had given such wisdom and such a particular gift in leadership and administration that what had that he could take their plenty and keep it all and store it and then wisely distribute it during seven years of famine enough to keep people alive. And he said, Joseph, you are it. And so the Holy Spirit had come upon Joseph for that particular purpose purpose, that particular time. There's also in Exodus chapter 31, Bezalel at the tabernacle. And the Lord had said to Moses, see, I have chosen Bezalel of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, with all kinds of skills to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver and bronze, and to cut and set stones, to work in the wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. And and God had a plan for the tabernacle, and he came the Holy Spirit came upon this particular man and gave him particular gifts in woodworking and carving and all kinds of things in order to make the tabernacle unique. In all of Israel. And he gave him those gifts. And that was from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit came upon that particular man. And gave him just unique gifts. And I just want to say to you. One of the things you know. We look at spiritual gifts in the New Testament. And sometimes we get a little um, narrow in our focus. We get kind of landlocked. And we just think well here's this list of Thirteen spiritual gifts that are here in first corinthians four and and you know and in the other two places where the spiritual gifts are listed, and we think well that's all the spirit the spirit can do. no, the spirit can give you a a gift in art, a gift in welding, a gift in all these other areas, and sometimes you and I need to ask in the areas where you and I work, we need to go to the spirit and say God. Help me in this area. Maybe you're working on a particular project. And you need to ask God, the Holy Spirit, to help you in that particular thing that you're doing with your hands. Because he can do that. Numbers chapter 11, verses 16 through 17. You have Moses. And remember, Moses, you know, had been out there and he'd been leading, you know, a million people kind of all by himself and his father-in-law came and said you know this isn't going to work like this for very long you're just going to kill yourself you've got to have some some people around you and then in numbers 11 God says to Moses he says bring me 70 of Israel's elders who are known to you as leaders and officials among them among the people have them come to the tent of meeting so that They may stand there with you and I will come down and speak with you there. And I will take some of the power of the spirit that is on you, Moses, and I will put it on those 70. And so God, the Holy Spirit comes and lifts off some of the power for leadership that God had given Moses and he takes it. And he puts it on those 70 elders in Israel for the purpose of leadership. One of the things we're talking about as a church board in this church is is the necessity down the road. um, Our church leaders are not going to live for the next 60 years. Our current ones. Um, I'm not going to be around in 60 years. They're not going to be around in 60 years. God has to provide for this church a new generation of spiritual leaders to lead this church forward. And, and that's that's a work of the Holy Spirit. We need to pray and ask that God will do that for us. Numbers 27, verse 18. Uh, Moses is dying. And um, the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay your hand on him and anoint him to lead Israel after I'm gone. And then you get to the Judges. And, and Judges is a very fascinating book. That's the book where the Israelites, you know, they, they turn and they make idols. And they serve idols. And they, you know, worship Asherah poles and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, God sends a, a neighboring a nation to come in and conquer them. And make them slaves. And, and be harsh with them. And so then they repent. And, and God raises up a judge. And the cycle goes over and over and over again. But Othniel, uh listen to this passage from Judges chapter 3. Um, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and they forgot the Lord their God, and they served Baals and the Asherahs. The anger of the Lord burned against Israel so that he sold them into the hands of cushan Rishantham, king of Aram Neharim. Um, and I have no idea if I pronounced any of that even close to whom the Israelites were subject for eight years. But when they cried out to the Lord, he raised them up for a deliverer. He raised up for them a deliverer, Othniel, the son of Canaz, Caleb's younger brother who saved them. And the spirit of the Lord came upon him. So God raised up this Othniel for this particular purpose, for this season, and the Spirit came upon him, and he gave him deliverance for Israel. Um, the Spirit came upon Gideon. You remember the story of Gideon, and the Spirit came upon him. Um, and and then there's the story of Samson. And several times in the story of Samson, Judges fourteen six, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon Samson, so that he tore a lion apart with his bare hands. Judges 14.19, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon Samson, and he went down to Ashkelon, and he struck down 30 of their men, and stripped them of everything, and gave their clothes to those who had explained the riddle. And then another time, Judges 15.14, as he approached Lehi, the Philistines came towards him shouting, And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and the ropes on his arms became like charred flax, and the bindings dropped from his hands. And so several times there in the life of Samuel, um, the Spirit of the Lord just came upon him for a particular time, for a particular event, and it allowed him to do something that he was not able to do normally in his own strength. And the Holy Spirit can do that same thing in us, allow us and enable us to do things that typically you and I are not able to do. The Holy Spirit is also then used in the Old Testament to anoint kings. And um, the Spirit of the Lord came upon, um, Samuel says, the Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you, Saul, and you will prophesy with him and you will be changed into a different person. And then in 1 Samuel chapter 16, after Saul had um, disobeyed God and God had chosen to anoint David as king. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully on David. Now, one of the interesting things that I just want to stop and pause and uh, have you think about this morning is, is one of the unique differences between um, the Old Testament and the New Testament in terms of the Holy Spirit is that in the Old Testament, quite often the Holy Spirit would come upon someone and use them even though they were not particularly spiritually or morally molded to God's image. That seems to be in contrast a lot to what the New Testament teaching is in regards to the Holy Spirit. But if you and I are really wanting to have the Holy Spirit unleashed in our life, that we need to be living holy lives in order for him to choose to do that. But in the Old Testament, you quite often see that. And you see that in the life of Samson, who who quite honestly didn't live a very moral life. You see that in the life of David, you see that in the life of Saul, that God sometimes came upon them and they did miraculous feats in the power of the Holy Spirit, even though they were not living um, such a wonderful life of spiritual victory and moral victory in their life. But it resulted in the spiritual and moral victory of the people of Israel and. Um, you know there are times when you and I can get frustrated as we look around our world, and there have been times when when people, great spiritual leaders in our nation, uh, that we have looked up to, and some of you remember back in the 1970s and 80s, where we had a number of great spiritual leaders that that we looked up to in our nation and they were televangelists and this and that and something and then all of a sudden we went through just a whole sling of moral failures and some of those people as powerful as they had been they were still seeing people saved and they were still seeing people delivered from sin and all kinds of things in their preaching but they themselves were living in awful sin for a couple years before they finally it came out And their ministries were destroyed, and yet God had been using them through that time. It made no sense to us. But sometimes we have to let God be God. And sometimes there is that season in which God will allow. But even here in the Old Testament, David sinned and he got by with it for a while. But the consequences eventually caught up with him. And sometimes we we have to be very careful when the when we're dealing with the Holy Spirit that we don't think just because the, the, the Holy Spirit is allowing us and our ministry to be blessed, that we can get by with sin, eventually our sin will find us out. Even though for a time the Holy Spirit may be anointing what we are doing. And you see that in the Old Testament, you certainly see that in the New Testament times also. The Holy Spirit gave um, David. Here's here's something else that's really intriguing to me. You remember David wanted to build the temple for the Lord. He he just said, you know, I live in this wonderful palace of cedar. I want to build this great temple for the Lord because he is great and he's worthy of this great temple. And the Lord said, no, you have been a a man of war. I want a man of peace to build the temple. And he said, your son Solomon is going to build that. And then the interesting thing is that the, the the David was the one whoever, however that made all the plans for the temple. David was the one who came up with all the plans made all the arrangements with surrounding nations to bring in all the wood, the cedar, all the silver, the gold. He gathered all those resources, got everything there. All Solomon had to do is, when he became king is start building. Because <laughs> it was all there. The resources, everything was there. All the meticulous plans and all of that. It was all there. But listen to this verse from 1 Chronicles 28. He gave him... David gave Solomon the plans of all the spirit had put in his mind for the courts of the temple of the Lord and all the surrounding rooms for the treasuries of the temple of God and for the treasuries for the dedicated things. The spirit gave David those plans. Those plans weren't something that David just came up with just because you know, David had gifts and leadership and David had gifts in music and played the harp and all these other things. But the Spirit is the one that gave David the gift of being able to make plans to build the temple that God wanted. You are challenged to do things in your life that come along. and And maybe some of those plans are plans that you need to stop and say... Holy Spirit, I don't, I don't have a plan for this. Can you help me with that? I need a plan from you for this thing that I'm doing this week. And last week when I talked to you, if it was last week, I can't remember that far back. But when I talked to you last time about the Holy Spirit being a person, and therefore that means that we are to relate to him. That's the kind of relational activities that we ought to have with the Holy Spirit, is talking to the Holy Spirit and saying, this is what you know, I'm doing, can you help me with this? Or, or, and sometimes we simply ought to stop doing what we're doing and ask the Holy Spirit, what is it you're doing and how can I help you in that? The Holy Spirit also instructed the people um, through prophets and priests. And you'll see that you remember Balaam. He was the prophet of God who who was riding his donkey, and his donkey had more sense <laughs> than he did sometimes, you know. And and you know he was going where uh, the the angel of the Lord was standing in the road with his with his sword out, and and the donkey was not going to pass through there because he could see it, but Balaam, the prophet of God, could not see it. And and finally, you know, Balaam got so mad um, at his donkey and all of that. But Balaam was a prophet. And um, even though he had to learn from his donkey (laughs) in in that one setting, listen to this verse from Numbers 24, verse 2. When Balaam looked out and saw Israel encamped tribe by tribe, the Spirit of God came upon him. Even that foolish prophet who had to learn from his donkey there was a time when the Spirit of God just came and told him, you see those Israelites, this is what you are to say to them. 2 Chronicles chapter 24, verse 20. The Spirit of God came upon Zechariah, son of Jehoiada, the priest, and he stood before the people and said, this is what God says. Why do you disobey the Lord's commands? You will not prosper because you have forsaken the Lord. He has forsaken you. And sometimes the Holy Spirit would come upon people prophets just to warn the Israelites and to tell them you keep going down this road that's a dead end road it's going to end in in destruction nehemiah chapter 9 verse 20 another time when um, nehemiah says to the people you gave or it says to god in prayer you gave your good spirit to instruct the israelites you did not withhold your manner from their mouths and you gave them water for their thirst He calls them the good spirit to instruct them. The Holy Spirit wants to instruct and to teach us. Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 10, uh, 10 verses later, he says, For many years you were patient with them, but your spirit, by your spirit, you warned them through your prophets. And yet they paid no attention, so you gave them into the hands of neighboring peoples. Haggai hey is, a, is a, one of the minor prophets in the Old Testament. And, and he, this is from Haggai hey chapter 2. But now be strong, O Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord, and work, for I am with you, declares the Lord Almighty. This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. One of the things the Holy Spirit will say to us is, is that he is with us. He is for us. Um, and and because he is with us, you and I can live our lives without fear. We, we need to be more courageous and, and be encouraged. And we need to be strong. And sometimes, you know, just like this now, be strong. Be courageous. Um, do not fear. And we live in a time when, when there's all kinds of scary things uh, around us. Our world is in a mess. And, you know, with news coverage that is instantaneous and all of that, we know the worst of it all the time. <laughs> we can't get away from it. And, and yet, the Holy Spirit is there, and He says He is with us. And we need to remember that. And, and sometimes you and I just need to be encouraged to stand strong. Not to fear. To move forward. Um, As you come to Ezekiel. And we were in Ezekiel for Sunday school this morning. But one of the interesting phrases that is in Ezekiel. Is is that every time the spirit of God came upon the prophet Ezekiel. It says it lifted him up. Now some of those are probably figurative and symbolic. um, But there's. There's a number of places where I really, as I read Ezekiel, I I think the Holy Spirit just actually picked Ezekiel up and placed him up so he had a view of things that he couldn't see from down here. And there were other times when, when the Holy Spirit picked Ezekiel up and kind of gave him time travel and just plopped him because he wanted him over there. He just picked him up and moved him over there, dropped him right down in the situation that he was in. Look at this verse from Ezekiel chapter 8. He stretched out what looked like a hand and took me by the hair of my head. And the Spirit lifted me up between earth and heaven and in visions of God, he took me to Jerusalem, to the entrance of the north gate of the inner court, where the idol that provokes to jealousy stood. I just stop and think about that. God dropping him in a place at the temple where they had put an idol right outside the temple. And God says, it provokes me to jealousy. And he gets there and he prophesies against it. Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 5. Then the spirit of the Lord came on me and he told me to say, this is what the Lord says. This is what you are saying, you leaders in Israel. But I know what is going through your mind. He says, "You keep telling the people of Israel this, but that's not what you are thinking in your head. That's not what you're saying over here, and what you say there is different." And the Spirit of God came and, and came upon Ezekiel in those times and in those ways. One of the other things that is um, I hadn't run across before in the Old Testament. I, I'd run across it, but I just hadn't pieced it together. This is a similarity between the, the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, the way He acted, and in the New Testament. You remember in Genesis chapter 6, verse 3, the Lord said, in regard to, remember, you know, we this is uh, right before Noah and all of that, and Adam has sinned. And man is repopulating, or populating the earth and all of that. And, and God says, My spirit will not contend with man forever. For he is mortal and his days will be a hundred and twenty. And God looked at all of man and he looked at, you know, people just like us. And he said, Those people can't help themselves. <laughs> but to sin. He says, I'm not going to let them live forever. And that's what the spirit had to say. I'm not going to contend with that forever. I'm going to put a cap on so they can't live forever. And he limited their days so that we couldn't live 900 years uh, like Melchizedek or whatever. What was his name? Oh, Methuselah. There we go. Um, So, can't live 900 years, and I'm I'm really glad. <laughs> I don't want to live to be 900 years. <laughs> but but you think about that, and the Spirit of God said, No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put up with these people for 900 years. I'm gonna limit their years uh, because the Holy Spirit didn't want to put up with our sin for that long. Psalm 51. Remember when David commits sin with Bathsheba, kills her husband Uriah, and and um, all of that, and and David gets by with that sin for a very short time, and then the prophet Nathan confronts him on that, and and David confesses and he repents and all of that. But notice this verse eleven: Do not cast me from your presence or take your holy spirit from me. And David realized that as king, he'd been anointed; the spirit of God had been put upon him to lead Israel. And he realized that that spirit had been lifting off of him and he did not want to lose it. Isaiah chapter 63, verse 10. This is, this is a verse that is, is striking. Yet they rebelled and they grieved his Holy Spirit. So he turned and became their enemy and he, he himself fought against them. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, I believe it is. He says, grieve not the Holy Spirit. That same spirit in the Old Testament was grieved by the sin of the Israelites. And and he says, you know, they rebelled, grieved the Holy Spirit, and he turned against them and became their enemy. One thing I know is this. We don't ever want to have the Holy Spirit as our enemy. We need to be a people who choose to live above sin. We we, we simply don't want the Holy Spirit to be our enemy. As I come down to the end here this morning, the Holy Spirit um, is always with us. I mean, you know, the scriptures say that He created us he created the heavens and the earth Uh, he made us he knit us together in our mother's womb he searches us he knows our inmost thoughts job chapter 3 verse 4 says the spirit of god hath made me and the breath of the almighty hath given me life psalm 139 verse 7 says where can i go from your spirit where can i flee from your presence and and you and i need to be reminded that even in the old testament that that was david writing and he says you know um with the holy spirit you can't get away from him <laughs> he designed us he made us he knit us together he's always there and then the last verse that i want to share with you this morning comes from joel chapter 2 where The prophet says that there's coming a day when the Holy Spirit will not only come upon us and be among us, but the Holy Spirit will dwell within us. And he says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on servants, men and women alike. What that verse tells me is that in the Old Testament, it was prophesied that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, that acted in a particular way to anoint extraordinary people like David and Saul and Samson for a particular purpose at a particular time. He is here now for every one of us. Not just the extraordinary people, not just the people that are going to be Leader of Israel, or deliverer of Israel against the Philistines, or or uh, the no, the one person that's going to be have all the skills and craftiness of designing the tabernacle and all of that. The Holy Spirit is here for all of us, and He's come to give us gifts and talents and abilities, and He's still in that business. The Holy Spirit is in the business of helping each one of us to um, serve other people in the kingdom. Just as those people serve the Israelites, the people of God in that day, God gives us gifts so that we can serve other Christians. And sometimes he calls us and he anoints us so that we can deliver Christians from times of trouble. The Holy Spirit is also very much in the business of warning us chastising us, trying to keep us away from sin and all of that because we don't want God to be on opposite sides of us in a battle. And then fourthly, the Holy Spirit lives and dwells within us so that he can encourage us and help us to be strong and courageous and and, um, live without fear.